0: Welcome to another awesome episode of The You Know Show. We are two geeks who talk about everything. My name's Aaron, and I'm usually joined by my cousin Landon. Unfortunately, Landon is still out this week. Uh, Last I heard, he's pulling cats out of trees in Antarctica. Uh, So for the second time in our podcast history, we have a guest co-host. Everyone, please welcome my good friend Jeff. Pleasure to be
1: here, Aaron. Thanks so much for the invite.
0: Thank you for stepping in today. Do you like how I did that as if we've got a studio audience that could have applauded? It's just me and my dog.
1: Yeah, so. I was inserting loud cheers and fanfare, uh, just kind of crowd noise in the background in my head.
0: When, when we edit this, I'll, I'll throw some of that stuff
1: in. Uh, Well, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Been looking forward to connecting with you, reconnecting with you. Uh, I'm excited about being on the guest on the show. So Thanks.
0: I appreciate you being here. like I said, this is this is exciting for me uh, to be able to talk with like I've been doing this with my cousin for the last couple of years, and uh, it's it's always just been him and I. but uh, you know this this week kind of turned into something different. So I appreciate you being here. Yeah, uh, all right, so for those who might not know you as well as I do, you are a father, a grandfather,, uh, you're a writer. You host a podcast of your own. Uh, You are the lead pastor at North Star Church. Uh, So can you tell us a bit about, so I used to, for those who don't know, I used to be a member of North Star. I was on staff with North Star. Um, But that was, gosh, five, six, seven years ago now.
1: It can't have been Um, that long ago, but I think you're right. It
0: Really, the last three years haven't really counted for anything. Right, right. So, so like anything that's happened in, you know, since 2020, it's just like, did it really happen?
1: We're actually all three years younger because we don't count age during the pandemic. Right. I'm still 40. Yeah. I'm still 37.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm going to take some more years off there, too.
1: Um, So
0: what's uh, how are things going at North Star these days? Y'all have a building that wasn't there when I was originally a member. Uh, we were meeting at, uh, Blacksburg middle school as a, uh, officially a, a mobile church, but now you guys have a home base, which is awesome. I've been there a few times, but, uh, I'm sure it's evolved since, uh, y'all first cut the ribbon.
1: Yeah. It's very surreal to like, um, we met in the middle school for 18 years, uh, Montgomery County. School board was exceptionally gracious to us, and we had a really, really good working relationship with them, and we're just so thankful for them, but they were ready for us to move on, I'm sure, and the pandemic hastened that, mm-hmm. um, but crazily enough, we had already scheduled construction to begin in 2020, and construction started about April of 2020, and um, actually probably February. And 14 months later, we moved in to our first ministry facility in April of 21 and had zero delays from COVID the entire time. It was pretty mar- remarkable and I would almost even say miraculous in some ways.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, especially hearing like how so many things because of the pandemic got held up with like supplies and uh, the cost of everything going up. Um it's just, it's amazing. I'm so glad you guys were able to get things finished in a timely manner. And, and now you're there. That's, I yeah. mean, it, it, it just blows my mind.
1: It's incredible to be able to walk out on a sunny morning and like, know that you can leave your chairs set up, <laughs> not have to stack chairs. And you're just like, well, just come clean up later. This is amazing. Like you can actually go to lunch with people and stuff like that. Instead of like staying in the building to make sure everything's picked up, ready for school the next day.
0: Right, yeah. Uh, I remember that, Uh, all that volunteering to help stay behind and, and make sure everything was packed away in that closet just right so that it would all fit. You had to Tetris it in there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And,
0: then, uh, and by the time you get done, it's like, well, all of my friends have already had lunch at McAdoo's, so I guess I'll go home and heat up a pizza. Yeah. Um. So I want to uh, talk a little bit, like I said, you're a writer. Uh, and your first book, I've read it because it was given to me as a prize uh, when I came to the volunteer uh, banquet my first year at North Star. Uh, Super Center Savior. Uh, that that was that was the prize I won playing Let's Make a Deal. I'm so sorry. Uh, the guy next to me got an iPod. Uh, I got your book, but I read it. It was good. Um, what inspired you to write it, and can you kind of give us a brief overview of what readers could expect from it?
1: Yeah, so uh, I began writing it when I was in Southeast Arkansas as a campus minister, and then later as a pastor. But uh, you know, Walmart started in Arkansas, and there are still places around the country where Walmart is kind of like a community center. Uh, literally, there would be evenings in Monticello, Arkansas, that Carol and I would look at each other and say, "What do you want to do?" and I don't know what do you want to do. And we say, you want to go to Walmart We say, yeah, because we knew we'd see friends and neighbors and we'd go and it's just like a social place. So that was kind of the paradigm I wrote it from, but that essentially uh, it's written a little bit tongue in cheek, but from the perspective of what can the church learn from Walmart, uh, Walmart's always ready for you. Uh, sometimes a lot of churches, particularly in rural America act surprised when a guest walks in Um And so it's just like coaching people to understand what we can learn from the readiness of Walmart, from the attractiveness of Walmart, from the friendliness of the greeters, so on and so forth. But really, it's all about like the subtitles, the joy of 24-7 living. And it just is kind of a reminder to Christians that it's not just that we should be on on Sundays, but we should be living for the joy of Christ every day of the week. Uh, just like a super center is open 24 hours a day, you know, Christians and churches really should see themselves as on duty, ready to respond, ready to minister, to serve, to bless all the time, not just on Sundays.
0: Sure. Um, have you, I feel like I've had this conversation with you before that you said you were writing something else. Have you
1: written, finished anything else uh, since then that I'm just not privy to? I, I saw so I started writing a book on the life of Peter. Um, I started that in the summer of 2020 when nothing else was going on in the nation, Uh, and I have worked on it off and on. I'm probably about 10 chapters in, and I need to bring it to a conclusion, but it's almost become a definitive uh, book on the life of Peter, Uh, just tracing where we see him pop up during the four Gospels, but then like, he shows up a lot in Acts. And then mm-hmm. Acts goes strangely silent as the, as the spotlight pivots from Peter to Paul. But then Peter pops up in Galatians, and then obviously he pops up in his letters, First and Second Peter. And there's a few other references to him throughout the scriptures as well. So it's, it's really been an encouraging journey through his life. But yeah, that's what I've been working on and just need to find time to bring it to completion.
0: Well, let me know when it's done. I'd love to uh, get my hands on a copy.
1: Thank you. Maybe uh, we'll do another volunteer banquet giveaway, and you could win it. I I don't volunteer at North Star anymore. I'd
0: I'd have to—I don't know—come in and I don't know clean up one Sunday or something. I don't know. (laughs) Um, All right. So that's that's great. So you're not just a man of the cloth. Uh, You're also quite the world traveler. Uh, I was able to join you on a trip to Istanbul in Turkey back in 2017, which again, doesn't seem that long ago, but that's been six years.
1: That's crazy. Um,
0: And you've been back there a few times since then. Um, What have those experiences been like? And do you have any favorite memories of your time uh, in that part of the world?
1: Oh man, it's, I love going back. I was just, I just went back a year ago in November with one of the college guys in our church. Um, So I've been three or four times, um, we go to a district in Istanbul. So Istanbul has over 20 million people in it. It's crazy. It sits astraddle of the European and Asian continental uh, border there, and um, it's just a it's a phenomenal place. So much history is there. As you know, it used to be called Constantinople, um, and it was renamed Istanbul. Um, I love the people there. It's always a good lesson when you go to a place where our media may portray it one way, but then you go and you discover they are so thankful you're there. They're interested in you. They wanna talk, they wanna learn, uh, they're curious. And it, the district we go to uh, consistently is full of young adults. And so they are very interested in American culture, uh, faith, matters of religion, Uh, And so it's just, um, I I love it. I really enjoy going and uh, we get to connect with some friends that are there and some local business people who are open uh, to us there as well. So it's been phenomenal.
0: Your Turkish improved since your first visit.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Bune Hadiya was not what I thought it meant. (laughs) Wow. Um, For the, for the listeners, let me explain that. Uh, We went out on the street and we were giving gifts to people. And so it's just really awkward to approach a stranger. But on the plane over, I had studied like the Turkish English uh, dictionary and had thought I was ready to say, here's a gift. And so when I walked up with my little bag full of uh, handouts to give to people, I would say, Bune Hadiya. Well, apparently I wasn't saying here's a gift. I was saying, this is a gift, isn't it? And people would just look at me confusedly and they would repeat the question back to me or then they say something else and I was just frozen. (laughs) So I would just say, Bune Hadia again. (laughs) So it explains why I wasn't able to give as many away as as you guys were able to give away.
0: Yeah, the power of silence. (laughs) just handing (laughs) things out. (laughs) Um, All right, shifting gears a little bit. You uh, already mentioned you're from Arkansas originally. Uh, what are some of your favorite things
1: about your home state? Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, Tyson. I've chicken. never been there. You've never been I, to I've, Arkansas? I've never. Well,
0: technically, uh, I had an uncle that lived in Memphis for a while, and he drove us across the Mississippi River so that we could say we went into Arkansas, but then we immediately turned around and came back. So, technically i've set foot in arkansas but you're in west uh, memphis
1: you weren't in arkansas
0: <laughs> right right right
1: so have you so been not really have you been west of, of the mississippi river besides that one little jaunt
0: i have uh i've flown to california before
1: okay well that's that's far west of the mississippi it so. is yeah it's a different world out there yeah nothing like um, arkansas favorite things about arkansas i grew up in little rock um Arkansas is home to Walmart, home to JB Hunt Trucking, home to Tyson Chicken. Um, it's just a great place. Like you have every bit of topography and geography you can imagine. So, Northwest Arkansas is a lot like Blacksburg to College Town, where the University of Arkansas is, mountainous because of the Ozarks, beautiful. Uh, Southeast Arkansas, where uh, we lived for about 14 years, is the Delta Mississippi River, is about 30 miles from there. Just flat farmland, incredibly rich uh, dirt, and so uh, just home to crops and all kinds of enterprise and things like that. And then you've got woods all over the place, and it's it's just a beautiful place. The duck hunting capital of the world is in Stuttgart, Arkansas. Um, you got the Arkansas River that bisects the state. You got Mississippi on the eastern side of the state. You got Oklahoma Texas on the western side in Louisiana south of us it's just a really rich culture a fun place to grow up and uh, really live.
0: Um, all right so you currently are in Blacksburg home to Virginia Tech so how would you describe life in Blacksburg to someone who's unfamiliar with that small town big university kind of dynamic?
1: Oh that's a great question I So when we have people come visit, they always love it. Um, So Blacksburg is nestled in the New River Valley. Uh, It's gorgeous. Uh, It is a mountainous mountain town, but Blacksburg Town Council, I think over the years, have kind of held the ground on wanting Blacksburg itself to to be a a bedroom community in a lot of ways. It's really hard to do, and you've got 27,000 plus college students here. But we don't have big box stores in Blacksburg uh yeah. we we don't have a sonic in blacksburg and so uh a lot of chains have come chains have come in like we've got panda express and chipotle and you know 12 different starbucks i feel like but as far as like large uh, retail we don't have that so we have to go down the road to christiansburg but then in of itself that's kind of beautiful there's a wonderful partnership between the two communities and so everything you could possibly really want from a shopping perspective, they've got there in Christiansburg. And um, so you've got everything from like hiking and outdoors and beauty, and you got the college athletics um, to just kind of a sleepy feel. And then when the students are in town, there's so much energy and buzz. When the students leave, it's just quiet. I and mean, it's just really easy breaks in life uh almost almost as distinctive as the seasons are here is the ebb and flow of the students and it it just impacts everything um so it's a fun place to be yeah there's
0: a there's a part of me that misses living in Blacksburg I, I really like that like you said the ebb and flow of uh when the students are there when they're not um because it was it was almost palpable uh when the students came back it's like okay can't go go grocery shopping now because they're all back and they're all getting everything (laughs) you're not going to find a gallon of milk anywhere right because well the students all just moved back in from christmas break
1: yeah when it's move-in weekend you don't go to walmart you don't go you don't go anywhere you just you hunker down and let it happen and then you go the week after
0: i think one time when i was doing kids ministry with you guys i um I had to go to Target to get some stuff for Sunday morning, and it was move-in weekend in August. And as soon as I got into the parking lot, I was like, this is the stupidest decision I've ever made in my life. (laughs) It was ridiculous in that place. Um, All right, so let's talk about movies. Much of our friendship over the years was built around our ability to hang out and go see the latest picture shows together. Uh, But I don't think I know the answer to this next question. What is your all-time favorite movie, and why does it hold a place in your heart?
1: Well, I'm a pastor now, so I don't know if I could tell you. (laughs) I will tell you, my very first R-rated movie that I ever went to when I was 17 years old, because mom and dad were like firm, you know, it's like i just couldn't and so I went my very first r-rated movie was beverly hills cop um it was amazing loved it loved it uh um, realized was r-rated yeah, yeah. um oh. i think my so a couple of movies that are my favorite of all time are fletch i love fletch one and fletch two with chevy chase in them uh can quote you lines and all kinds of stuff from both of those love john candy he was probably the first celebrity that when he passed, I was genuinely sad about mm-hmm. um, just cause uh, gosh, you got uncle buck, you've got planes, trains, and automobiles. I mean, it, he was just fantastic. Um, I love three amigos. Uh, the, and so that's kind of my brand of movie. And then, as you know, I have very lowbrow movie tastes um, yeah. as long as it has explosions or aliens or zombies in it. I, I don't want to be entertained from like, don't act. Just, just give me explosions and, and yeah. need your character development. (laughs) No. Just want to see something blow up. If you've paid somebody too much to be in that movie, there's going to be acting and it's going to ruin the movie. Right, right. Yeah.
0: I need a giant laser from the sky.
1: (laughs) I remember I went to see, uh, murder on the orient express Is oh yeah that, yeah i went to see that that was recent i feel like last five or six years yes. and yeah, few with a, i went and saw it with a few people from church and about the middle of the movie i leaned over and said i can't do it anymore i'm out and they're like are you serious i was like there's way too much acting and i, I left i had <laughs> it's like Is this i'm brain gonna blow up if it slows down or something know uh, what what happens <laughs> Is there not a bomb planted on the train or something? Which Let's
0: just see a fight go all the way from the front into the train to the back.
1: Just yeah. Why can't we do that? John Wick style. Yeah, like so um, like an like a good movie to me. Uh I'm, my memory's failing. You probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Like in the last two years. What was the movie where the whole plot of the movie was the moon was gonna crash into the earth? Moonfall? Oh yeah, that makes sense. Moonfall. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's one of okay. one of the worst movies I've ever seen.
1: No, best movie of all time because it's sci-fi. You got you've got planetary disaster happening in the middle of the movie you find out the moon is actually a spaceship with aliens inside of it. I mean, come on, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> I'm going to take your word for it. You no, are... I'm not going to take your word for it cuz I saw it and I'm just going to disagree with you.
1: You're, gonna, um, you're having second thoughts about this whole podcast right now, aren't you?
0: <laughs> I, we're gonna have to archive this. We'll, we'll shelve it like they did Batgirl. Be a tax write-off. <laughs> um. All right. So, our three listeners love getting recommendations. Um. Whether it's books, movies, or something else. Uh. What's one thing you've recently discovered or enjoyed that you think that our audience might love too?
1: Recent. Hmm. Maybe a book you've read, question. maybe you've seen
0: a TV series or something we can binge.
1: Uh, you know what? Okay, I can answer that. Lock and Key TV series. I Think it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know why it popped up. Probably recommended to me. Started watching it. Really got into it. Loved it. Um, just it was a fun series. Um. So, book series uh, is by David Baldacci, who I believe is a Virginia author, uh, but he writes a series about a, a private detective who gets looped in, starts working with the FBI. But his name is Amos Decker, and that's a fantastic series because of a he was an NFL player, had a brain injury, which gives him basically perfect recall. Uh, wow. But he also loses all of his basic um, like emotions and compassion, and so he just says such direct things to people. Um, but it's a great series. So those, there you go. Book book series and a mo- uh, TV series. I
0: haven't heard of um, that book series. That sounds interesting. <laughs> and I I haven't seen Lock and Key, but I've I've heard good things about it um and it it started out as uh was it a comic book series or a graphic novel i i I don't know i can't remember i wish i had a better memory getting old um all right so now i just want to do some rapid fire questions if you're up for it all right favorite tv series of all time
1: star trek the original series nice
0: if you could have dinner with any historical figure, who would it be?
1: Well, it wouldn't be a cannibal. Cannibal. Um, okay. Abraham Lincoln comes to mind. Okay. I mean, if Jesus was busy. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's the Son of God. He's probably busy. Yeah. Uh, Got a whole universe to, to, you know, look after. Uh, Last book you read that you couldn't put down.
1: So I'll answer this two ways because I I made myself put it down. But there's a book by Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who is a, he's deceased, but he was a minister in England. But he wrote a book called Spiritual Depression. And it sounds like a depressing book to read. No one wants to carry around a book, a spiritual depression, because everyone's like, oh, you got problems, dude. Uh, but it's really written to help identify how to be joyful. And along the way, it's saying, here are things that will make you spiritually depressed. But I enjoyed it so much. I had to make myself read a chapter a day or else I would have driven through the book at 90 miles an hour. It was so good. Uh, so I couldn't put it down, but i made myself put it down just so I could enjoy it chapter by chapter.
0: Okay. That's smart. That takes discipline. Cause if I'm like really into a book, I, I will literally lose sleep to finish it. Yeah. That's probably not healthy.
1: What would you say is the last book that you, that did that for you?
0: Um, nothing as profound as spiritual depression. (laughs) Um, but so I, so I'm I'm ashamed to say I've not read much this year. I've for whatever reason I've just not had a drive to read, which kills me because there's so many books I want to read. But when I sit down to like open the page, I find like at the end of my day I'm I'm just tired and and I'll find myself reading the same sentence several times and I'm like I, know I already read that and it's not computing yeah. and so I'll just close it and then I go to bed. Um, but the last book that I read cover to cover and and literally read it within like a day or two was uh, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. It is fantastic. Um I'll add that
1: to my list for sure.
0: It's um it's almost like um almost like exploring a multiverse type of idea. Um, it's it's about this this woman who at, at the moment of her death, she dies at midnight on you know, particular day, you know point in her life. and she finds herself in what is called the midnight Library. And all of the books in there are possibilities of what her life could have looked like if she had made a different choice at some point. And it's like this this infinite library of bookshelves. With all of these different possibilities, and whenever she reads one of the books, her life picks up from midnight when she died, and from and then moving on from there. So it's like almost like a quantum leap kind of way too. She's joining her life in a a place where twenty years ago she made a decision to do this, but. In this book, she did something different 20 years ago, and so her life took a completely different path, and now nothing is the same, and she doesn't recognize anything. Uh, And so she has to find a way to adapt to where she is now, and then she then makes a decision. Okay, do I want to continue living this life or go back to the library and see what else is out there? Uh, It's it's really fascinating to just think about all of the… Like I found myself wondering, like looking back at my life and like the the what ifs, you know, how how would life have been different if I had just uh, eaten with my hands this day instead of using a fork, you know, little things like that. It's it's crazy. A uh, really really good book. I really loved it. That's cool.
1: Um, all right, morning person or night owl? Uh, both. Yeah. Yeah, I get up early and I stay up late but I have to take naps every third day or so.
0: I got you. I love naps. Um, If you were a superhero, what would your superpower be?
1: Uh, Everyone's always tempted to say, well, I I feel like people are tempted to say invisibility, but I also think that's really creepy. Uh, Because it's like, what would you do with that? (laughs) Yeah. I think um, teleportation.
0: Mm, That's a good one. Yeah. Now just teleportation through space or teleportation through time as well.
1: Oh that's Hero both.
0: from Heroes.
1: Yeah, let's say both. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: that'd be good. That was a good show. That was. Well, the first season was really good. Yeah. The rest of it kind of tanked. Uh one place you've never been but would love to visit.
1: Hmm. Paris again? Paris. Paris. Paris, Texas? I've uh, been there. Okay. Paris, Paris, France.
0: The real Paris. Got it. Yeah. Uh, I know the answer to this one. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Uh, beach
1: vacation or mountain retreat? Uh, definitely mountain retreat. I get to the beach. I'm like there for 15 minutes. 15. I'm like, what are you supposed to do now?
0: It's hot, it's humid, there's too many people, sand gets everywhere, beaches are awful. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Uh,
1: favorite cuisine or type of food? Oh man, I I'm like a I'm from Arkansas, I'm like a meat and potatoes guy. I like steak, mashed potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, but I I think I could eat a good hamburger every day.
0: There you go. All right. If you could time travel, would you go to the past or the future? Past. Who is your celebrity crush?
1: Tom Cruise. Okay. Favorite
0: childhood TV show?
1: Uh, Is that cartoon or just.
0: Were you watched as a kid? You didn't necessarily have to watch a
1: cartoon. Uh, That's a great question. Probably Gilligan's Island. That's a good one. Uh
0: classic theme song. Let's see. Oh, do you have a go-to karaoke song?
1: Um, no. No. Don't know that I've ever like voluntarily done karaoke.
0: You're missing out. That's so I, much. Fun. I know.
1: That's like your spiritual gift.
0: <laughs> a low karaoke. I only do it in my car now. <laughs> um What's the weirdest talent you have?
1: Hey, where where did you and I were we coming back from a staff retreat that you and I sang all the way there or back in your car one time? Do you remember that?
0: I mean, it sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I'd do, <laughs> like a carpool karaoke kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like it was Chicago or something. I can't remember what we're doing.
0: I mean I, I do like Chicago.
1: Yeah.
0: That's that's yeah. I mean I'm I'm sure that happened at some point. If, if you it remember has it that happened, way, it should. I mean, we can we can make it happen.
1: Maybe that's uh your next podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's gonna that's gonna take some doing to to mount cameras in my car and Make yeah. sure there's microwave, micro, microwaves, microphones everywhere, and, and the,
1: yeah, someone might run over the extension cord while you're driving, and it will just yeah. unplug you.
0: Uh, that would, yeah, I'd get too far away from my apartment, and then all of a sudden, snap. <laughs> oh man, we're out of power. You can't plug into the cigarette lighter anymore. It just doesn't work. <laughs> uh oh, yeah. Weirdest talent. What's uh? Do you, you have a weird talent?
1: I mean, I think a lot of people can, but I can hand fart. You can do on your armpits, too? Yeah. Not as good, though. I can get a consistently clean hand fart out of that. Nice. Speaking of, um, did you hear about the, uh, the public school teacher who was told that she could not fart in her classroom anymore?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, they told her she just had to be a private tutor. You're welcome. That's free.
0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, dad jokes with Jeff Noble. Uh, If you could have any fictional character as a best friend, who would it be? Hmm.
1: That's a fun question. Uh, Donald Duck. He's my favorite cartoon character, so why not? Your
0: dream car,
1: if money were no object. Oh, I can tell you that easy. Right now, it's one of the new four Broncos. Okay. Uh, favorite
0: board game or video game?
1: Um, board game, I like Catan or Catan, yeah. however, whatever part of the country you hail from. Right. Video game is either Madden or Call of Duty.
0: Nice. I'm horrible at first-person shooters um cats or dogs
1: oh dogs but we have a cat
0: yeah does that cat still love you
1: uh yeah it's a love hate relationship
0: all right and last question for the speed round uh what's your guilty pleasure tv show or movie
1: uh i like hero stuff so all the marvel stuff i mean i know you're a dc guy um i'll
0: watch the marvel
1: so I, I like that. And and right now I started in twenty twenty-one watching Star Trek the original series all the way through again. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to watch all of the Star Trek series sequentially. So I just probably two weeks ago started up with Star Trek Enterprise. Um so that's I I'll try to watch an episode at least two or three times a week.
0: Nice. I thought uh, I did like Enterprise. I thought it was underrated for its time. It's,
1: it's a great throwback. It yeah. has a lot of the flavor of the original series in it.
0: Um, tell you what, when you get to it, um, strange new worlds, uh, is fantastic.
1: I've heard it's fantastic. It's,
0: it's so good. Um, I, so it's, it's had two seasons so far. And I thought that season two blew the first season out of the water. Wow. Like it's just it has just improved over time. And um man, I can't wait for a third season to come out. It's it it's really that good.
1: I can't wait. Yeah. That that was kind of my goal is when they released Picard, I thought, man, I really want to watch this, but I want to have all of the history behind it. Right. Yeah.
0: All right, Uh, Jeff, I want to thank you for being with us today and sharing a bit about yourself. Before we wrap up, though, um, where can people find you on the Internet?
1: Well, uh, they can find me on Twitter as Bible Belt Man. Uh, I am on Facebook, but I hardly ever post anything there. I'm on Instagram as Journey Guy and pretty much Journey Guy everywhere else. Long story, but lost my Journey Guy ID when Twitter went through its uh, purge. Um, yeah, that's fun, and um, I also blog at jeffnoble.net, it's a substack, and so that's where I do a lot of writing. at All right,
0: and tell us what the name of your podcast is so we can go listen to that oh, too.
1: Yeah, there's that too. Uh, Ordinary Celebrity, and so you can go to Ordinary All right,
0: awesome. Well, once again, thank you for being here, Jeff. Uh, kids, be sure to check out Jeff's podcast, his blog. Uh, check in on North Star Church's YouTube page this Sunday morning if you want to catch the live stream of their services. Uh, they've been doing that every week since the pandemic started. Um, and personally, I'm glad y'all still do it because that gives me something to do on Sunday mornings because I'm still afraid to go out there and try to meet people in, in real life. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that little bell icon to be notified whenever we post something new. Jeff is going to be back for our next episode when we are going to delve into the world of cryptozoology, cryptids, and the legendary Bigfoot. Not the monster truck. The giant furry ape man in the woods. Uh, So until next time, have a great whatever it is, wherever you are.